Welcome, everybody, to the geek to geek Solo Beach Geekery Extravaganza! This week, Void is gone, and I am going to be your host on this wonderful geekery, probably mini-sode. It's actually been a couple of weeks since I was able to talk to you guys, and Void is unavailable this week because of real-life stuff going on uh, the night of our recording. So I wanted to get on here. I wanted to talk to you about some stuff that I've been up to and really uh, just make sure that y'all know that you are loved and that we are always going to be able to put out some content for you uh, as we have for the last five seasons. Probably the number one thing that I've been doing over the last week is getting through Altered Carbon Season 2. It came out on Netflix recently, and I have been a fan of this this show and these books for years. Uh, It was one of the first audiobooks that I've ever listened to was Altered Carbon. I think I saw it on John Scalzi's website sometime about it being a really good, hard-boiled, detective, noir, cyberpunk book. So I was all in on that one, and the audiobook narrator was great. It's still probably my number one listened-to audiobook. Uh, I think it's Scott Brick that narrates it. The the book is just fantastic. It's by Richard K. Morgan. And when I heard that they were doing a series on Netflix, it was I was so excited. Y'all know that I've loved this when I talked about it uh, when it came out. Season 1 came out last year, and now Season 2 came out. So I knew it was coming out, and I wanted to re-watch season one beforehand. Did not get that done. I got about halfway through it, and just life came up. But I couldn't I couldn't not watch season two when it came out. So I did that, and I basically binged most of it in a day, but then had to kind of catch up because real life happened, and I couldn't uh, keep up just sitting in front of the TV. But I finally finished the whole series, and... While I was leading up to this, I've actually been reading the second book in the series as well. Instead of listening to it on audiobook, I actually bought it on Kindle, and I have a real book, a real physical book, y'all, that I've been reading uh, to alternate between. So it's not even like I was doing Whisper Sync or something. I've been doing a real physical book like a savage. I know, it's weird, right? But I'm reading the ebook at night as well. So I have three copies of this book, y'all. This is how much I love it. I have three copies of all of these books. So so just so that you get an idea of how good they are if you haven't watched this show or listened to the audiobooks or read the books. And what I've realized is that, A, I never finished the third book. That the third audiobook was not as good as the first two. They swapped narrators, which wouldn't be so bad if they didn't actually mispronounce his name. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but uh, the narrator in the third audiobook actually mispronounces Takashi Kovacs' name, uh, the main character, uh, as Takeshi Kovacs. And it drove me crazy. I couldn't do it. And so I realized that even reading the book, I never finished the third novel. So I'm going to be going back to reading it next. That's the next book I'm reading. Um, It's called Woken Furies. And the second one is called uh, Broken Angels. So season two, I've realized because of how much I've gotten through book three, they are really taking a lot of the stuff from the second book and the third book and merging them together. That there are, they, it does not follow the same narrative as book two or the same narrative as book three. Uh, it's really a totally new story, um, which is interesting given how closely the first season of this kept to major plot points. It was very, very, very different in terms of characterization 
foundation in terms of how things led up to one another. But the major plot points of season one were pretty solidly following that first novel. Um, they changed, you know, the characters. Poe wasn't a character in the book, but uh, he he is in the the series. Things like that. Kelquist, Kelchrist didn't uh, make stacks like she did in the first season. Uh, that kind of thing. They. But the second season is basically a completely new story. Like, they take these elements, like the Kempist revolt and uh, revolution. They take the idea of, um, of well, I'm not going to do that. That's a spoiler. But they take a major plot point from the third book and basically introduce it halfway into this series. And it becomes a very, very major, uh, major point. And it has nothing to do with the story of the second book, which they're kind of working on... Uh, making it that being the underlying narrative that's really close to it the second book has to do with finding ancient artifacts uh in space dealing with corporations and the idea of uh, military coups and uh, wars that are fought for nothing which is a major point in the in the tv show but what they don't do in the 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 series is actually have it set on the same planet. Uh, they don't have it being about the the technology so much that you're finding from the ancient civilization. They're called elders in the show, but they're called Martians in the book because that's where they first found the the technology that they're using on all this. So they really merge these together. They deal with a lot more of the psychological stuff from the third book uh, as well as the setting from the third book, but met merge it with the the base story of archaeology and uh, technology, ancient technology, and what we can do with it from the second one. All that said is that it works really well. I think that it works great in season two. I loved season two. I'm very likely going to finish up season one and then watch season two again because it was that good. Um, I think that... When watching season two again, I'm going to be able to appreciate it a lot more because it's not that I was looking for similarities in the two of them, in the two different kinds of, of media, but I was trying to just place and parse what they were doing with the different stuff so I can sit down and watch it for what it is. And it is a totally new piece of media within this world, and I'm really excited about that. One of the other interesting things about season two is that because of the nature of altered carbon, because of the nature of this narrative, uh, where people can swap bodies, basically, they have a, a cortical stack, as they call it, where their personalities are basically on hard drives that they can, or discs that they can put into, uh, other bodies they call sleeves. And so every season or every location, basically, because they're so far apart, the main characters can swap like they can swap bodies. And so the main character, uh, Takashi, in this season is played by Anthony Mackie, who is completely different than the, the I can't remember his name, who plays him in book one. And is a completely different kind of actor, but he still nails that personality. And remember, Anthony Mackie is Falcon in the MCU, so he is a, a recognizable face. But by the end of this, even within, by the end of the first episode, I didn't see him as Falcon anymore. I saw him as, as Tox. So I was fully invested in this. Also, Kelchrist is, uh, played by Renee Elise Goldsberry, who is the original 
Angelica in the uh, production of Hamilton. So if you've listened to the soundtrack of that, you'll see, uh, you'll hear that Angelica, you'll hear Kelchrist in the do that. Um, I was lucky enough to see her in concert in Nashville a few, uh, maybe last year, maybe it was year before last. It was year before last, I believe. And she is the best performer I've ever seen. Uh, she had mentioned it during the concert. She was like, yeah, and I have this show, uh, called, and it was at the Nashville symphony. Let me say that it was at the Nashville symphony. So she was like, yeah, and I'm also in this show called altered, altered carbon. We're going to be starting, uh, shooting again soon. And me and like two other people, maybe one was like, woo. And she just kind of looked and cocked her head. and was like, really? Like nobody had like, she didn't expect people at the symphony to know it, but it was really, it was really funny. I really, really enjoy like her. She has a much bigger part in season two, which makes me very, very, very happy because a, I'm a Hamilton nut. B, she gave the best performance I've ever seen live of any kind concert, uh, just just singing, uh, just a, a musical performance, vo- vocal performance, um, or just anything at all. Like she was magnificent. So seeing her on on this show, getting a bigger role and bringing Kel into it more, made both the fan me really happy uh, of the fan of the books as well as fan of hers. So I'm really, really recommend it if you're a Hamilton fan too, because you'll get a lot more Angelica in this, even though it's a, a 100% different, uh, different kind of, of story, uh, and character. I did like that there was a mini Hamilton throwback during this as well. At one point in the early episodes, she, uh, talk is having, maybe in the first episode, talk is having a flashback on interacting with her and she just looks at him and is like, I'm not here for you. And it made me laugh because that's what she says to Hamilton when she comes after uh, the Reynolds pamphlet and all of that. She just tells him, she's like, I'm not here for you. She was there for Eliza. So so whenever she tells the main character, I'm not here for you, it was like, yeah, I see what you did there. And so that made me, again, very, very happy. If you can't tell, y'all, I really, really liked Alter Carbon Season 2. Like, I am 100% recommending this to you because the production quality is great. Absolutely great. Um, I'm really hoping they get a season three because they left it where this could be the end of the show if they needed to. And because, you know, they mixed se- uh, books two and three, they got a lot of this narrative uh, out of the way. They, they told the story that they really need to tell, uh, but they left it open for a third, third season which I get really excited about because they might be able to take the ideas that they didn't use from book two in terms of like finding ancient warships and things like that and actually seeing more of this elder technology uh, that that you see in the book that you don't see in this season, that they could do that in season three. So I wonder if that's the route that they're going to take. I'm really hoping it gets renewed because when I looked on uh, Netflix, they now do, at least on the PS4 app that I use, says, you know, what number they are in terms of the ranking in uh, the U.S. And Alter Carbon was number four last night. So uh, it was like number four in America. And I was like, good, that's awesome that people are watching this a lot. So I'm I'm really, really hoping they do a season three because it has to be a high budget show. I haven't looked up any numbers, but I'm, I'm certain it has to be high budget because it... It doesn't look cheap that this is a sci-fi show. This looks like it would be a full on like Hollywood cyberpunk show uh, like they would be in the movies. It looks like Blade Runner 2049 or something like that, where it does. It is just excellent. So 
that's the main thing that I've done is really dive deep into Altered Carbon, get into the books, uh, get into the show, and uh, just just become like fanboy out for really the last uh, last week or so. So I'm I'm super uh, recommending this one. While I've been watching that, the main thing I've done is actually play Dragon Quest of the Stars. Um, those of you who have listened to this before may know that I do another podcast called, called Dragon Quest FM, and it is about, if you didn't realize, the Dragon Quest series of RPGs. So a brand new game just got localized into English called Dragon Quest of the Stars, and it's a mobile game. that uh, It's been out for about five years in Japan, and it's really good. It is a mobile gotcha game, so it is not for everybody, um, but it plays like a normal RPG in a lot of ways. There are leveling up different jobs and vocations. You have to have certain jobs at certain levels to unlock other kinds of uh, specialized vocations. There's all sorts of equipment upgrades, but it also has a story that you actually get a full Dragon Quest story in this if you if you want that. I have a hard time following a story in a in a mobile game. I don't know what it is, but I find myself skipping through most of it. But you get multi-level dungeons, uh, but you also have the autoplay that you tend to get in mobile games that uh, that you can can really not focus fully on it like you have to with a console game. The the mobile combat though is really neat because you, it's all based on cooldowns that if you've ever played the Final Fantasy VI mobile adaptation, the mobile port where you have the ATB kind of scroll up from the bottom of the screen and it works like cooldowns on that one, uh, your turn just works like a cooldown. That's kind of what this feels like. You're scrolling through abilities and as you use an ability, it takes off cooldown time from something else or adds on cooldown time for another ability. So using your abilities with the in the right order uh, so that you can combo them up and actually win the fight is really cool. You get multiplayer options, which uh, you log in and you connect to other people doing the quest. You each get to control your individual character uh, in battle. Um, and it's, it's, it's really neat. I like this game a lot. Um, it does have the same kind of annoying gotcha upgrade system that games like Final Fantasy Brave Exvius and Record Keeper did. Uh, they're, they're annoying where you get different stars you have to upgrade items with and evolve them using the same item so it's good in the fact that you can get duplicates and actually upgrade them and evolve them using those which is really cool but for some items and weapons that are rarer you don't get to upgrade or evolve them as far as you would want because they're rarer and you probably aren't going to get a second one for it. So it's uh, it's very annoying and it makes you know that gotcha mechanic uh, wear thin on a lot of people. I know Austin is wearing thin on him, my co-host on Dragon Quest FM, and uh, I like mobile games a lot better than he does, though, so I can deal with it. I do not think I'm going to end up sticking with this game. I don't think over the long term I'm going to be playing it every day like I do the shard collectors like um, uh, Marvel Strike Force, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. 
those kinds of games tend to keep me more because they have different kinds of content that you can do. And this one is no matter whether it's an event, whether it is a, the story, whether it's multiplayer, you're still running the exact same content. There's not so far any kind of restrictions or special challenges other than it just being harder. So uh, we'll see how long this can keep my attention. But if you're looking for a mobile RPG that is free to play, which is really good. They do a really good job at the beginning of this on letting you uh, really feel like you're getting a lot of free stuff, especially since it just launched. Um, this is one to check out that it feels like Dragon Quest Nine, but modern. Um, and Dragon Quest Nine is my favorite of them. You customize your characters, you customize your party, and you get to do all of the jobs and vocations that you want. It's really, really good for a mobile RPG. This is not something I would necessarily play on the console. Actually, I know it's not something I would play on the console, but it's something interesting to have on my phone while I'm watching TV like Alter Carbon or uh, something like Dr. Pimple Popper at night when I can just go through, run a dungeon, get a badge for killing the Dragon Lord, uh, things like that, where you go through different quests and beat like old bosses from the original games, that kind of stuff. So it's an interesting game. Game. It's a good game, but it is also definitely a mobile gotcha game, and uh, your mileage will vary on that. So that's really the main thing that uh, I've got going on this week. Those are the main things I've done. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Fuzzy Cow, to Capsule J, and to Rose, uh, so that y'all all did fantastic races this weekend. It was the marathon, uh, the Atlanta marathon. And I'm sorry, Fuzzy, I can't remember exactly what uh, your race was. I saw the the medal and I can't remember, but congratulations on doing your half. Uh, and congratulations to uh, Jay and Rose on doing your marathons. Uh, I fell apart. I fell off of it and did not do the marathon or the half because of an upper respiratory infection that lasted about four or five weeks and uh, just being lazy before that and falling off of my training. Um, I completely missed it. I was a little depressed that day, uh, but I was rooting for you guys and wanted to give a shout out to uh, to all of y'all for doing such magnificently good work and finishing up your marathons and half marathons this weekend. So congratulations, y'all. That was fantastic. And uh, so if y'all go, uh, if anyone out there is listening and uh, you want to congratulate uh at Rose262, at Fuzzy Cow, and at Capsule J for a job well done uh, on doing marathons and half marathons this last weekend. So that's it for me this week, y'all. Um, I hopefully will be back to normal recording next week with Void. Um, he will hopefully have siding on his house then where they're not banging on the house right next to his microphone where it is just, that's what it is. That's what it was going to be, like just constant uh, pounding right next to the microphone. And that would have been impossible uh, because y'all know how, y'all don't may not realize it, but used to we had a Tuesday night motorcycle that would pause everything that while we were doing because somebody would just rev their motorcycle behind the house uh, beside the house and it would just get everything it would just catch it so this is just the tuesday night siding construction so it'll be hammers and uh, banging like that and it 
just wasn't going to be good for recording. So you guys get this bead extravaganza and uh, make sure that y'all support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash geek to geekcast If you want even more really cool content, we have geek2geekmedia.com where all of our uh, podcasts are listed. You can go listen to everything. There is a new podcast on the network. Uh, I just can't stop loving K-pop with Katie and Chelsea from Tea Time. Uh, if you're a K-pop fan, you are doing yourself a disservice by not listening to it, so go check that out. Uh, we have lots of content on there that is original to it. We have blogs and live streams and uh, editorials, game reviews of all kinds, TV and movie and geeky toy reviews and discussions now, so we're trying to put out as much original content as we possibly can, so check that out at geek 2 geekmediacom and also make sure that you check out our Slack, Discord, and Reddit discussions. If you're a Redditor, it is reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. And if you are a Slack or Discord user, it is either slack or discord.geek2geekmedia.com for your invite. Um, also, if you would like to subscribe to our emails and get email updates when any of this is updated, you can check out geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe. So that was it for me this week, y'all. Uh, check it all out, and uh, y'all have a good week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.